Good morning. Today is Saturday, July 13th, 2019. I'm Jaka, your regular person host for these regular person prayers of the daily office. Um, our readings today are Psalm 20, 21, 1 through 14, 1 Samuel 17, 31 through 49, Acts 11, 1 through 18, and Mark 1, 14 through 28. And today is a day of special devotion. It is also a day that we remember Conrad Weiser. If I have time, I'll talk about those things. Um, forgive me if I sound a little bit less clear than usual. I forgot to bring my headphones or I've misplaced them. And so I've just got you on speaker. And I am in the beautiful Church of St. John's Grace, which is a light and set up for a wedding celebration later today. And there are folks gathering for another meeting um, and the windows are open because this beautiful church of course has no AC. And so if you hear other voices coming and going and background noises, let it just be part of the chorus of, of angelic voices in our prayers today. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Mother, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you, in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to the Lord a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours for you made it 
and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Lord answer you in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your victory and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord will help his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with mighty victories by his right hand. Some take pride in chariots and some in horses, but our pride is in the name of the Lord our God. They will collapse and fall, but we shall rise and stand upright. Give victory to the king, O Lord. Answer us when we call. In your strength the king rejoices, O Lord, and in your help how greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with rich blessings. You set a crown of fine gold on his head. He asked you for life. You gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your help. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him. You bestow on him blessings forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. And through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them like a fiery furnace when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their offspring from the earth and their children from among humankind. If they plan evil against you, if they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to the fight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 31 through 
When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are just a boy, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after it and struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw, strike it down, and kill it. Your servant has killed both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, The Lord, who saved me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. David strapped Saul's sword over the armor, and he tried in vain to walk, for he was not used to them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these for I am not used to them. So David removed them. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put them into his shepherd's bag in the pouch. His sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. The Philistine came on and drew near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the field. But David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the earth, so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel." And that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine drew nearer to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, a song of creation. Glorify the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, you angels and all powers of the Lord, O heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon and stars of sky, glorify the Lord. 
Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord. Every shower of rain and fall of dew, all winds and fire and heat. Winter and summer, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O chill and cold, drops of dew and flakes of snow. Frost and cold, ice and sleet, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark. Storm clouds and thunderbolts, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the earth glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O mountains and hills and all that grows upon the earth. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O springs of water, seas and streams, O whales and all that move in the waters. All birds of the air glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O beasts of the wild and all you flocks and herds, O men and women everywhere, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the people of God glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O priests and servants of the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O spirits and souls of the righteous. Sing praise and give honor forever. You that are holy and humble of heart, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let us glorify the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time, the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At at that very moment, three men, sent to me from Caesarea, arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. 
These six brothers accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced. And they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and their glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Glory to be, praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 28. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They came to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? 
Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let's say together the Apostles' Creed, found on page 41 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We are going to, as has been our custom of late, to use instead of the normal suffrages, Prayers for healing. We are going to use a litany of healing found on page 33 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. I'm going to pause now in order to preserve the privacy of my prayer list and name all my people, and I hope that you do the same. God the Mother, your will for all people is health and salvation. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. God the Son, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. God, the Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Holy Trinity, one God, in you we live and move and have our being. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Lord, grant your healing grace to all who are sick, injured, or disabled, that they may be made whole. Hear us. O Lord of life. Grant to all who seek your guidance and to all who are lonely, anxious, or despondent a knowledge of your will and an awareness of your presence. Hear us, O Lady of life. Mend broken relationships and restore those in emotional distress to soundness of mind and serenity of spirit. Hear us, O Lady of life. Bless physicians, nurses, and all others who minister to the suffering. 
granting them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. Hear us, O Lady of Life. Grant to the dying peace and a holy death, and uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved. Hear us, O Lady of Life. Restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin in our lives, in our nation, and in the world. Hear us, O Lady of Life. You are the Lady who does wonders. You have declared your power among the peoples. With you, O Lady, is the well of life, and in your light we see light. Hear us, O Lady of Life. Heal us and make us whole. Let us pray. Almighty God, giver of life and health, send your blessing on all who are sick and upon those who minister to them, that all weakness may be vanquished by the triumph of the risen Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Our Mother, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray together the prayers for those who are sick, which begin on page 64 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. May God the Mother bless you, God the Son heal you, God the Holy Spirit give you strength. May God the Holy and Undivided Trinity guard your body, save your soul, and bring you safely to her heavenly country, where she lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Mother, watch with us over your children and hear our yearning that they may be restored to health. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Gentle Jesus, stay beside your children through this day. Take away their pain. Keep them safe. Help them in their fear. Make their bodies strong again and their hearts glad. Thank you for your love which surrounds them always. Amen. Jesus, our Redeemer, good shepherd of the sheep, you gather the lambs and carry them in your arms. We entrust our children to your loving care. Relieve their pain, restore in them your gifts of joy and strength, and raise them up to a life in your service. Hear us, we pray, for your dear name's sake. Amen. Gentle Jesus, though we are not worthy to have you come under our roof, you are God's word of healing to us. Be with us now, that we may know your presence in one another, and rise up in joy to greet you. Grant this for your love's sake. Amen. Blessed Jesus, living water, solid rock, uphold your children, loose the fetters of sickness, break their yokes of pain, and from this land of affliction, lead them home. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness for which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own. 
deliver them from fear and pain, and send your archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Merciful God, in your love and wisdom, you know the needs and fears of your people before we can name them. Grant that your children and we who watch with them may be enabled to surrender all our cares to you as you care for us. Give us peace of mind and unshakable trust in you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in your last agony, you commended your spirit to your Father. We seek your mercy for your children, all who are dying. May death become for them as it was for you, a birth to everlasting life. Receive those whom we commend to you with the blessed assurance that whether we wake or sleep, we remain with you, one God, forever. Amen. Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of our loved ones. Comfort us. Grant us the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you. And help us to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. In your tender mercies, O God, remember your children who expect or have just received a grave diagnosis. Help them to trust in your goodness and believe that after a time of trial, they shall be established on the firm foundation of your deliverance. Amen. Keep watch, dear lady, with those who work or watch or weep today, and give your angels charge over those who rest. Tend the sick, Lady Christ. Give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to your children for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom power and glory of God, the word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Father. Grant your children, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your archangel Michael to defend them, to guard their going out and coming in, and to bring them safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your children, the anxieties that perplex them, the despair that frightens them, and their frustration at their inability to think clearly. Help them to discover your forgiveness in their memories and know your peace in their distress. Touch them, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your hope. Amen. I'm going to insert, as I just about always do, prayer number 56 on page 831 of the Book of Common Prayer. 
for the victims of addiction. O blessed Lord, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. God, the strength of the weak and the comfort of those who suffer, hear our prayers and grant your children the power of your grace, that their sickness may be turned into health and our sorrow into joy. For Jesus Christ's sake, amen. Spirit of all healing, visit your children. In your power, renew health within them and raise them up in joy according to your loving kindness, for which we give thanks and praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve your children, and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs, that their weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your love and care. For the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy and blessed one, shine on your children who lie sleepless. Illumine their spirits and give them rest in you, so that they may recognize you as the true God who brings us out of darkness into our eternal light. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, in this place of unrelenting light and noise, enfold your children in your holy darkness and silence, that they may rest secure under the shadow of your wings. Amen. Sanctify, O Lord, the sickness of your servants, that the sense of their weakness may add strength to their faith and seriousness to their repentance, and grant that they may live with you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Loving God, we pray that you will comfort your children in their suffering, lend skill to the hands of their healers, and bless the means used for their care. Give them such confidence in the power of your grace that even when they are afraid, they may put their whole trust in you, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen your servants, O God, to go where they have to go and bear what they have to bear, that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, they may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people, but in Jesus bear that pain with us and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to your children, and by your justice lift them up, that in the body you have given them, they may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord Christ, you came into the world as one of us and suffered as we do. As you go through the trials of life, Help us to realize that you are with us at all times and in all things, that we have no secrets from you, and that your loving grace enfolds us for eternity. In the security of your embrace, we pray. Amen. God, your loving kindness never fails, and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving your children relief from pain and hope of health renewed. Continue the good work begun in them that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, 
they may rejoice in your goodness and so order their life always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Loving God, inspire by your Holy Spirit those who are afraid of losing hope, especially your children for whom we now pray. Give them a fresh vision of your love, that they may find again what they fear they have lost. Grant them your powerful deliverance through the one who makes all things new, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Giver of all grace, we pray your peace, which surpasses all understanding for those who are developmentally disabled. Grant that they may always be sustained in love, their gifts honored, and their difficulties understood, that none may add to their troubles. We ask this in the name of one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. I'm going to use as a prayer for mission, as I have been often, prayer number 62, a prayer attributed to St. Francis. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. And now I'm going to share some thoughts on the readings. So I think our Psalms were a great precursor to our Old Testament reading. Um, they were prayers for... for God's support against the enemy. Um, they're kind of warfare prayers, I would say. And I think that the surpassing message through them is that victory comes from God, not from the strength of man. And I think actually that about sums up what I have to say there. For once, I'm being pretty concise, huh? Um, I might not be so much talking about our Old Testament or our New Testament. Um, so this is a familiar story to most of us. David and Goliath, right? There's been many, many, many words said on this subject and on this story. And I think there's a couple things that I want to point out here. One, the overarching theme is very similar to that of the Psalms. Strength and victory come from God, not from the power of man not from our inherent human abilities. David, a boy, without the fully blossomed strength of manhood, defeats Goliath by an alternative means. He does not put on armor. The armor doesn't fit. I think that's significant, too. Sometimes we put on armor and it doesn't fit, and we can't walk forward in it. I think the metaphor is very clear. David doesn't go with his sword and his javelin in close hand-to-hand -hand combat. 
He strikes from afar with skill, with a skill honed with practice and God's help in a completely different environment. But shepherding and warfare, especially those of us who are military leaders, know are very similar. Leadership and shepherding. And David, having cared for, having deeply cared for his sheep, had learned a means by which to defend them. And he uses the same means to defend the Hebrew people against the Philistines. That is beautiful. God trained and prepared David for this moment. And at the exact right time, David knew exactly what he was supposed to do because God's wisdom was upon him. May it be so for all of us. And then just a little side note. Verse 42, when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the way I imagine this is that the Philistine is like rugged and scarred, and he looks like the epitome of the physical manifestation of warriorhood, right? He meets the expectations in his external appearance. And David does not. David is young and unblemished and beautiful. And so he is discounted. We do this both on the surface and underneath in our culture. We discount youth and their opinions. We discount people who do not meet our expectations of what they should look like on the outside. And we often discount beauty, that beauty and wisdom cannot go together, that beauty and strength cannot go together. These are lies. I pray by the power of God that we dismantle these lies in our society, culture, hearts, and experience, these biases be removed, that we see that people can be and both. They can be young and wise. They can be physically unassuming and strong. They can be beautiful and smart and strong and rugged. God, give us the space to allow people to be who you created them to be, Remove our false assumptions. Remove the categories, boxes, and labels that we have used to chain people. Break them free and break us free. And let us all move forward together as a community. Amen. Our New Testament reading. We have read this rather recently. So this is like a really heavily highlighted and marked up passage in my Bible. But I think I have some new things to say. So last time we talked about the way Peter makes the argument. He takes them step by step through it. And when they hear, they are silenced. Their ears are open and their mouths are shut. And then they praise God and belief comes. And I talked about how the formulaic argument is really helpful. um, To me at least. And perhaps...
Bell's now 11 minutes off. Mental note to, to address that. But anyways, it's so beautiful. Um, and that reasonable argument is, is helpful, I think. Um, but that's what we said last time. So what we're going to look at this time is how Peter had eyes to see and ears to hear, and he absorbed the vision and asked for help interpreting it, and then timing being what it is again, he was ready. And I think it's interesting that, that to me, the fact that it happened three times and then there came three men, God uses repetition and common themes in order to get the point home with Peter. And that, that gives me so much hope because sometimes I need to hear it over and over and sometimes I need to see it in different places and make the connection and sometimes I need reminders. And God is good and gracious and gives those to us. And then, of course, the point of the vision that God makes clean and holy and that it is actually sinful of man to call dirty what God has made clean. And in this case, they are talking about the foods people ate and whether or not they were circumcised. And in our common times, we're talking about a lot of things. We're talking about people's sexuality and gender and backgrounds and the country they come from. And the answer is still the same. God claims them. God claims us. There is no us in them. God claims all of us, woman, man, straight, LGBTQ, child, adult, genius, mentally disabled, successful, rich, poor, addicted, all of us, God loves and claims, and we all have afflictions. We all do. It is for God to clean and to restore and to redeem. And it is for us to enter into cooperation with that cleansing, healing, redemption, and restoration. And let me be very clear. I don't believe homosexuality is a sin or an affliction. I don't believe we need cleansed from it. I think what we need cleansed from are our biases. My definition of sickness and uncleanness is anything that comes between us and God between us and love, for God is love. So if it's keeping us from loving, we probably need to let God cleanse it. Amen? Verse 14, he will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And I have here a deep question about salvation. Saved from what? Sickness, death, yes. For death comes in many forms. When we are dead to compassion, when we are dead to connection, again, sickness, sickness unto death is anything that in any way blocks or dilutes or makes difficult or, at worst, completely cuts us off from God and love, which in my mind are interchangeable terms. 
And in our last verse, when they heard this, they were silenced and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. And I think this is important here, that godly repentance leads to life. Not like shame, not like guilt, which lead to death, which again is blocking or cutting off God and love from us. Godly repentance leads to life. It leads to the... Godly repentance is the recognition of that which blocks or cuts off. And it leads to life, i.e. its removal, so that God and God's healing and the love that is God can flow through us and in us. Amen? Amen. Our gospel reading is all about timeliness, right? John's been arrested. Jesus says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and remember our new definition of repent, and believe in the good news, which is salvation and life and love, right? And so Jesus calls two pairs, Simon and his brother Andrew, two pairs of fishermen, and James and his brother John. And there are some interesting things to me here. Jesus says, I will make you fish for people. That's an interesting word choice there. It's a play on words and a biblical illusion, but he says make. He doesn't say, I will teach. He doesn't say, I will help. He says, I will make. As if once they enter into this calling, they are compelled to participate in it. That they will do it. It is not that they will try. It is not that they will like, learn the skill and maybe not use it. It is that they will be made to do this. They will be made in God's image they will be developed and created. And timing being what it is, they immediately left their nets and followed him. And then James and John immediately, Jesus immediately called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. And that always strikes me. How do we hold both honor thy father and mother and the disciples left their father and followed Jesus. And Jesus saying, my father and mother and brother and sisters are those who are with me, those who follow me, those who believe in me, those who do my will and work. And I think the answer is an and both answer. Sometimes honoring our father and mother means leaving them and going forth into the calling that God has called upon us. There is a huge difference between honor and enabling. And some of it is trusting God in a culture where sons particularly, children generally, were a parent's future in their old age. They were the caregivers. They were the sustenance. 
leaving their father and trusting that he would be all right is trusting God in a really big way. It's acting from a place of faith and love instead of from a place of fear and scarcity. And we've talked about that a lot, and this is an example. The disciples, in faith and love, trust God. They trust God for everything, for themselves, for their families left behind, for everything. And they immediately, when called, get up and follow God. May we have the wisdom, discernment, faith, love, and trust to do the same. Praise God. Amen. And then let's talk about this unclean spirit. So we've been talking about redemption and sin and all these things, and I think this ties in very well. The word used here is unclean. It is not evil. It is not satanic. It is unclean. And we've been talking about God cleansing and healing and restoring and redeeming. And Jesus does exactly that. He calls out the unclean spirit, and he cleanses, restores, and redeems the man in whom the unclean spirit resided. And I think that we would do well to note that that which is unclean is not necessarily that which is evil. It is just in need of God's cleansing, restoration, and redemption, which we should enter into cooperation with. And that does not mean shunning or casting aside people who have unclean spirits. That means cooperating with God for their healing, restoration, and redemption. And and I say that it must be done in a very careful way. And there are those people that we should just avoid. And we pray God's spirit of discernment over them or turn into the police or whatever the case may be. So I'm not saying that the answer is to draw into our bosom all of those who have discernible issues, right? But what I am saying is case by case, on an individual basis, God can and does cleanse, heal, restore, and redeem. And, and the reason I say on an individual and case by case basis is because it's not formulaic. It's not, it doesn't happen the same way every time. And sometimes part of that is us. Sometimes it is God's healing, cleansing, and restorative power working through us. And it is not for us well, I guess, although it's it's kind of trite at this point, it, it's best to say it's not for us to judge. It is not. Sometimes it is for us to discern, but discernment, like redemption, is only meant to give life. It is not meant to give death or harm. Praise God that we may use our discernment wisdom, which are really, the wis- like all gifts, the wisdom and discernment of God given to us for God's grace and healing and restoration and redemption to give life. May we use all of our gifts in love, through love, to give life. Amen. My butt's a little bit numb from sitting on this pew for over an hour. My prayer sessions are probably, in general just about exactly twice as long as the recording, because I do a lot of pausing and thinking and writing and underlining and sometimes researching, and and then come back so that you're not like sitting there waiting for me. So I'm blessed to be here in this beautiful space and have this time to do this and, and to have you with me, and I am extremely thankful.
Let's conclude General Thanksgiving on page 101 of the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, Mother of all mercies, we, you know what? I'm not really feeling we, your unworthy servants. We, your co-creators and conspirators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lady, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.